began to examine what would the Lord have us do. The Lord led me to a couple of things which I will share with us later. But tonight, we're going to share the word of God, Lord, together based on the scriptures that we have read. Church, nothing ever gets done without the power of the living word. In the life and the ministry of Jesus, one method of operation was through the word, the living word of God. Jesus' ministry was not based, Jesus' life was not centered on human sentiment. He was sent by the Father for a divine purpose. And Jesus was emphatic about the place of the word of God. In bringing a man into the fulfillment of the divine destiny of God. I want to say loud and clear to us as the body of Christ tonight. We will not be able to and we cannot reach the height of God's plan for our lives without the living word. Tonight, I'm going to be sharing with us on the spirit and the life through the word. The spirit and the life through the word. The spirit and the life through the word. Jesus, in the book of Matthew chapter 4, in verse 4 declared, the Bible says, and Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Incredible sentence. Why did Jesus, Matthew 4, verse 4, why did Jesus make this emphatic statement. The reason was very simple. The devil came to him, the tempter, the Bible says, came to Jesus and said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Jesus, before now, had been 
in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, fasting and praying and waiting on the Father. The Bible said while he was coming back, he was hungry. And the devil came and said, Turn these stones to bread that you may eat. Jesus said, Man shall not, very emphatic, leave. Tonight, as the body of Christ and as the people of God, I want us to see something tonight. Living, if it is only for bread, is ineffective. Living, if it's only in what we can provide, if all that we have come to do in life is only to be comfortable with the daily living, we have not lived well. It's very simple. Maybe I should say it in a language that we will understand better. There is more to life than bread. Many people live every day only for the bread. The reason why there is gross corruption in many nations is because many leaders live for bread. If the reason for earning certificate, if the reason for getting a job, if the reason for living only for us to provide what goes into this mortal flesh, that's what Jesus is saying. If your living is only to satisfy the mortal flesh, you're not living right. Don't let us forget. He was hungry. It was the easiest and the most convenient thing to do to find a bread. Now the scripture says, it is not me that said in the book of Proverbs, to him who is hungry, everything is sweet. Hallelujah. To an hungry man, everything is sweet. It is to tell us the reaction of the human flesh to hunger. Now, was Jesus saying it was illegitimate to be hungry? No. It was legitimate after 40 days of fasting and prayer of denying the body of the expected food for us to desire food. But there was a lesson that Jesus wants to pass across to as many who have received the divine destiny like he had from the Father that indeed if you and I will fulfill the destiny of God for our lives, we must live beyond bread. In other words, when bread is not available, we must continue to live on something that is beyond bread. 
You may not have bread today, but there is something that is indispensable to a man who is walking in the spirit. And that is what Jesus is about to teach. Lord, give us understanding. That what many consider to be the ultimate aim and the ultimate goal to Christ is subsidiary. I want us to know tonight that the richest and the wealthiest without the sense of God's kingdom will be in pursuit of bread every day. The pursuit to increase wealth. The pursuit so that they will continually have and never, never be in want. That is the goal. But Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. I love the word, a word there. I want you to observe that word. You know what that word means? It is not just the paper. He said, but man shall live by the reamer that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, the real existence of a man, the real existence of a man who understands the way of the Spirit is to know that there is a word that comes from the mouth of God. That is more important than what life can offer us. In the biblical rule of interpretation, there is what we call the law of first mention. This was not the first time this sentence was made in the scripture. It wasn't. Jesus was quoting directly from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm going to go there. I want us to see the circumstance that led to the very issue that Jesus raised in this scripture. This was the very second time this scripture was being mentioned. But there is what we call the law of first mention. In the law, in the interpretation of the scripture, the law of first mention establishes a doctrine establishes a rule by which God ordains his word to be understood. In other words, when we go to the place where this word was first said, what was the interpretation? What was God saying to his people in the very first place it was said? Let's turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's look at the scriptures. The law of first mention. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. This is what he says. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. 
verse 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart. Whether you will keep his commandment or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know. Nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not leave. By bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Or from the mouth of the Lord. The Lord spoke through his servant Moses. That every commandment that he had commanded the people they must observe. Please, church, in the verse 1, if you have a pen with you, in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 8, I wanted to put like a, a curve around verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I wanted to write beside it the goal. The goal. Somewhere by the side of your Bible. Verses 2 and 3, I want to write by the side, the process. The goal and the process. In this scripture, God spoke to the people of Israel. They already left Egypt. He said to them, if you will observe carefully, he said, if you do, you will leave. You will multiply. Do we see the word leave? If, did he say if you eat bread? No. He said if you observe my command, life will come into you. What he was saying essentially is something will be infused into your human elements. It will be the divine word of God. It will sustain you. It will preserve you. It will lift you. It will provide a place for you in the midst of others. This word will cause you to live. In other words, the true living comes through the word. It says if you observe every command that I spoke to you, you will live. It went further. Everybody, when you see the word leave, I'd like you to help me. I don't know. I want to mess up your Bible a little bit tonight. Put by the side the word leave, varai. <laughs> Put the word what? Varai. V-I-R-I-L-E. Varai. In other words, if you observe my command, you will be varile. You will be stronger. You will be established. You will leave. He went further and multiply. In other words, there will be productivity in your life. There will be what? Product. 
passivity in your life. The only way to enjoy the true productivity is when we carefully, I love the word that says carefully, observe the word. If you observe my command carefully, you will be productive. Now, it is not by struggle. It is going to be by observing the living word of God. Productivity will come to your life. Everything you lay your hands upon will prosper, not because you fought for it, but because there is a living word of God that is a meeting out of your life. You cannot be barren. That is the truth. That's what he's saying. The day that the world begins to take hold of your person, something inside you will change. It will affect your entire life. Productivity will come. Now, we have been asking people for deliverance for a long time. What we need to do is to inject them with the word of the living God. When a man's life is injected by the power of God's word, productivity will come. It says you will multiply. I love what he said next. He said, and go in. Ever say go in. In other words, you will be mobile in the pursuit of God's destiny for your life. Ever say mobile. 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 Whatever has immobilized us tonight by the power of the living God, every shackle of the enemy will be taken off. The power of God's word will cause our feet to be like the hind's feet. Is that not what the Bible says? The Bible says you shall, your feet shall be like the hind's feet. You, your feet shall be like a hind's feet. In other words, the power of God's word provides you with the mobility and the speed towards your destiny. It says, and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. I wrote there, ultimately, you will fulfill your destiny. Let me say this to us tonight. No man can fulfill the destiny of God for his life outside of the practical influence of the word of God. The living word of God is the carrier of the ability and the strength of God in fulfilling the destiny of God in a man's life. In other words, if you will fulfill your destiny, our association with the word must change. If we will fulfill the divine plan and purpose of God for our lives, our preoccupation must be his word. Why? Because in his word, direction is given. In his word, there is light and darkness. In his word, the power of God is released. A man who is loaded by the power of God's word is unstoppable. You cannot hold him back. Every power in there cannot hold him back. He's too loaded to be stopped. I just pray, Lord, tonight that your power will be released upon your people. Tonight. The Bible says, and you shall remember that the Lord your God, verse 2. I'm reading Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. And you shall remember. There were a few things I put down here. What are the conditions that were given that we said in the first place? I've explained the goal. So we know what the goal is. There will be, there will be productivity. There will be mobility. There will be fulfillment. There will be variety in living. That's the goal. But what is the process? Everyone said the process. 
verses 2 and 3. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years. There is always a remembrance. It says in the wilderness, to humble you. Ever say to humble. And test you. To know what was in your heart. Whether you will keep his commandment or not. Verse 3. I love verse 3. So, what did he do? He humbled you. He did it. <laughs> you know, some of us wonder why certain things happen in our lives. God did it. So, it is not in every crisis that we pray. Oh, God, deliver me, deliver me. Uh-uh. Do you know if the devil is holding a man's, back, a man's life back and we pray, he's delivered. That's what the scripture tells us. A sense of God, when we pray, something happened. But when a man is under God's dealings, oh, there's no amount of prayer. Because God wants to humble him. So he humbled you. What did he do? The Bible says, I'm fed you with, and allowed you to hunger. Ever say allowed. So he allowed the hunger. Allowed you to hunger. I want us to, I want us, I don't want us to forget where we're coming from. We're coming from Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was coming from the mountain, he was hungry. He was fasting, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he was coming back, and the devil says, Turn these stones to bread. And Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we said, that was not the first place it was mentioned. So by the law of first mention, we came back to the book, the book of Deuteronomy. Now, what happened here? Don't forget Israel left Egypt. They were on their way to Canaan. But they got to the wilderness for 40 years. Israel asked God everything imaginable. The Bible says God gave them manna. Ever say manna? What is manna? Manna is, what is this? That's the meaning of the word manna. What is this? God gave them what they don't know. What is this? They didn't know what he was doing. What is this? Because there are many times in our life things happen and say, what is this? They say, but God is doing a great work. What is he doing? What is this? God gave them what is this? Now, why did he say, said, he said in verse 3, he said, fed you with manna which you did not know. Nor did your fathers know. Why did God do that? God fed them with what they did not know. Because there was something that God wanted them to know. Hallelujah. He gave them what they don't know. So that he can give them what they should know. It's an incredible God. What is it that he gave to them that they did not know? Manna. What is this? In other words, and the manna was a physical food. But he said, my intent is not to feed you just physical food. And to increase your physique and your stature. There is something that I want you to know. That living is not complete. The living is not perfect. The victory is far away until you come to the understanding that there is something else the man will be sustained with. And that is the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Tonight, we're seated as believers. I want to challenge us tonight. From this week forward, your closest friend 
should be the word. Your closest companion should be the word. As a believer, let it not be that you are found and caught in a place without the word of God. The reason is very simple. Life itself cannot be lived successfully without the word. The enemy will cage us. The enemy will succeed in bringing ignorance and will succeed with it if we do not walk in the power of his word. And what is what the Lord wants us to see tonight. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. The devil wanted to trick him by food. He said, no, I understand that I'm hungry, but there is more to life than food. I understand my body is desiring food, but there is more to life than food. What is he saying? John chapter 6. What was Jesus saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. I wrote a couple of things down as we go to John chapter 6. I wrote a couple of things down from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. I call it the essence of Deuteronomy chapter 8, 1 to 3. The essence, the importance. Number one, the reason why God told the people that they should live by the word that proceeds out of the mind of God was to teach the knowledge of existence. In other words, you really do not comprehend life without the word. Number two, God will employ every tool to get your attention because of how vital this lesson is. You know what God said? I made sure you were hungry because I wanted to, I wanted to teach you a lesson that you will never learn with a big belly. How many of us know we don't learn lessons when our bellies are full? You're saying yes, but you really don't need it because you're full. But God is saying, I will strip you. I will ensure you don't get what you're looking for. So that I can get your attention. Now, the Lord spoke to me while I was getting ready for this message. And I'm going to say what the Lord said. He said, there are some of us today who are feeling stripped. We're feeling defenseless. God is saying, I want you back in my word. That is living and quick. If you return to me, I will restore life and I will grant you speed. I'll repeat it. I want you back in the word, the living and the quick word. If you return to me, I will restore life and grant you speed as I promised. May the Lord open our eyes to see that tonight. John chapter 6. Verse 63, what did he say? Jesus was speaking to many of the people who came to listen to him. He said, except you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot be my disciples. They said, excuse me, what is he talking about? Eat your flesh? Drink your blood? Okay, we understand that. Um, John, can we see next week? I'll see you at the, uh, when, we, you know, when we meet later. They left. Jesus says something very profound. That's what I want to do. We're going to study in a couple of minutes and we're going to pray tonight. Now, don't miss next week's service. I'm going to be speaking on the difference between the Rima and the Logos. It's incredible. The Rima and the Logos. 
the difference between the rim and the logo. Because if we don't, we will treat the word of God the same. Meanwhile, there are certain things in our lives that will not happen until we understand those basics. Let's read this tonight. It says in verse 63, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Now do we understand why he said what he said in Matthew chapter 4? It is the spirit that gives what? That gives life. The flesh profits nothing. In other words, oh, I love this. One of the times the disciples said, you know, food for the belly and belly for the food. And all shall be destroyed in one day. What Jesus is saying is this. I understand your pursuit for personal, carnal glory. But there is a glory that is hidden in my world. If you receive my word as the living word, if you receive my word as the truth, the blessing that proceeds from my word will bring you life and not death. Everything that we receive in life, the only thing that gives life, the Bible says the spirit gives life. <laughs> it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Very profound sentence followed it. The world that I speak to you a spirit and their life. <laughs> the words that I speak to you their spirit and their life. Jesus said when I speak when my word comes it comes with a two-hedged manifestation. My word comes as a spirit. And my word comes as life. What was he saying? What is the spirit? Why was Jesus speaking of the spirit that proceeds from his word? The word spirit is from the Greek word called neo. It means a breath. It means a current of hair. But more importantly, it means effective in the angelic and the demonic realm. Because the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. What Jesus was saying is this. The words that I speak to you are not empty words. The words that I speak to you are conveyed by the power of the Spirit. Now, let me keep, give us a clear example of what Jesus was saying, which he wants us to understand tonight. Do we remember the story of the centurion man who came to Jesus and said, my, one of my servants is sick and he's home. And I need you to come and touch him. He sent one of his servants to Jesus. When the servant saw Jesus, Jesus said, no problem, I'll follow you. While they were coming, the centurion himself came and met him by the way and said, Master, don't bother to come. But say in a word. Ever say, say in a word. Say in a word. And my servant shall be healed. Now, I'm, I, wasn't, I wasn't particularly perturbed by that sentence. What really touched me was what he said. What did the centurion say? He said, I as a centurion, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and it goes. I say to this one, come, and it comes. And said, 
You know what that means? This is what the man was saying. He said, the way that I have armies under me, and I give them errands and orders to execute things for me, so also, when you speak, your words carry the divine ability for its accomplishment. There is a spirit that conveys the word and that brings a change each time you speak. And Jesus, as soon as Jesus spoke, the servant was healed. The Bible says, that serves same power. What an incredible thing we're learning tonight. That there is power in the word of God. Now let me say this to us tonight. The reason why the situation in your life has remained what it remains is because it has not come in contact with the power of the living word. Of the living word of God. The Bible says wherever the word of a king is, there is power. When the word of God comes in contact with a circumstance, the circumstance will have to bow. Because inherent in the world is the ability to fulfill itself. Their spirit. This is another interpretation that I give to you. My words, this is what Jesus, I believe, was saying. My word takes its effect in the realm of the spirit. This is what he was saying. My words control events in the spiritual realm. This is also what he was saying. My word commands changes in the invisible world. Because when there is a change in the invisible world, it will in turn brings a change in the visible world. What does that mean? What controls the visible is in the invisible. Jesus is saying they are spirit. When my word is spoken, it brings a change in the spirit. And once there is a change in the spirit, there is bound to be a change in the physical. Because the invisible controls the visible. In other words, tonight, if we can gain control in the realm of the spirit, our lives will be on the right course. Another interpretation. I believe, because I went to study what they say when they are spirit. Numer. What it means is that when I speak, my word reorders the unseen and brings them into subjection. Let me say it again. My words reorders the unseen. Ever say reorder. If you remember the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, Jesus was saying something. I'd like us to read. I don't want to quote that. I want us to read. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. What did he say? Reorders the unseen and bring them into subjection. What does he say? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Are we there? By faith we understand that the words... In other words, the cosmos were framed, ever so framed. In other words, they were put back in order. There was a disorder. Were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen, hallelujah, it says, were not made of the things which were visible. Now it says, we understand that the words were framed. In other words, reordered by the word of God. Let me say this. If anything is out of order in our lives, we need to speak over it. One day Jesus was traveling with his disciples and Jesus was asleep in the inner part of the boat, the Bible says. 
And when the disciples saw that, the, that there was wind, and the wind was bestirous, and they were so afraid they were going to die. They woke Jesus up and said, Jesus, Master, Master, carest not now, thou not that we perish. So what's going on? Jesus walked out and said, Peace, be still. There was a disorder. But immediately he spoke. Order came back. Every disorderliness in our lives tonight, by the reason of the spoken word of God, will receive the power of God by the power of God tonight. The order will come back. Everything in our family that has been out of order, the power of God will reach out to them tonight. And order will return in the name of Jesus. Order came back. He said, is what creates and recreates from nothing. That's what he meant by saying their spirit. In other words, they what? They create and recreate from nothing. How many of us know in life when something becomes irreparable, they are disposable? To God, whatever is, hallelujah, whatever is irreplaceable, whatever is irreparable is replaceable. I'll say it again. To man, whatever is irreparable is disposable. To God, whatever is irreparable is replaceable. <laughs> they said it's not repairable, then I'll change it. I like that. I will change it. I will put a new system there. If what is there is not working and it's been condemned, it would never work. I will take it out. I will replace it again tonight. There are some of us who have been told that some of the parts of our body are not working well. Tonight, the God will recreate by the power of his word. Will take whatever is not working out and replace with a new engine to work. A new element will work. A new element will be replaced tonight. Let's read a few scriptures tonight. <laughs> Lord, we give you praise. Isaiah 55. Let's study. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. I'm going to stop now. I'm going to continue from there by the grace of God. But I want us to read Isaiah 55. This is what it says. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, <laughs> but water the earth and make it bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the heat. So, shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Ever say void. It shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The Bible is saying tonight my word will not return to me corrupted, 
void. My word will not return to me without a definite result. My word will not return to me without an accomplishment. My word will not return to me without a fulfillment. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Tonight, I want the church to understand that God wants us to live every day with the consciousness of the, the word that we speak, which is the word or rima word from God, will not return void. It will accomplish that which God has, has, has already proposed. Let me give us a scripture tonight. In one of the Old Testament prophets, the Lord spoke to his servants. He said to the people of Israel, he said, the words that I speak to your fathers, did he not take hold of them? Did you hear that? The words that I did what? That I spoke to your fathers, did he not take hold of them? In other words, he took hold of them until it's accomplished. Tonight, I pray by the power of God's spirit that the word that the Lord has spoken concerning your life will take hold of you until it has accomplished the divine purpose of God. Let us rise up to pray tonight. My words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they what? And they are life. Uh, I haven't got to the side of the life. 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 The word life is not just breathing. It means so hey. It means God's kind of life. We're going to talk about that next week. I want us to begin to pray tonight. And say, Lord, I thank you for your word. Your living word. I thank you for your revelation. I thank you for your divine counsel. I thank you for your divine plan. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you, Father, for my experiences. I thank you because I know that what you're doing is to bring me into a place where your word becomes a preoccupation of my life. Christian life is going to be by frustration without the power of the living word of God. Lord Jesus, we commend ourselves to you tonight. We thank you. We give you glory. We exalt you. We bless your name because you're good and you're gracious. You're powerful and you're kind. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, we bless your name tonight. Hallelujah to you, Lord Jesus. We bless you for your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the truth. Thank you for revelation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want us to pray tonight. Lord, deliver me from the pursuit of manna. Let me begin to pursue the word that proceeds out of your mouth. Let my focus in life change. Lord, realign my focus. That my pursuit will not just be in the manna, but something that transcends manna. Lord, my pursuit will not just be in pursuit of bread, but something that transcends bread. For there is life through your word. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I receive grace today. The Lord, you will reorder my life. You will refocus my life. Yes, Lord, that my preoccupation will change. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Le pro de capote crada capateza. Rabra de keto grede boke sadaya. Engrada kabasete glade kute galade. Ambra de skote glada katayedaba. Engraduskete yadaba. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Oh, Lord, we give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. Yes, Lord, we give you praise tonight. Now we're going to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. I want us to pray tonight and say, Lord, as I return to your word, Lord, let there be restoration. Let there be restoration. Let there be life. Let there be speed. Lord, I've read tonight what the goal is. Your goal is for me to become vara. Your goal is for me to fulfill my destiny. Your goal is for me to develop, to become mobile in the pursuit of your destiny for my life. Therefore, tonight, I enter into that season of mobility. I enter into that season of speed in the realm of the spirit. I enter into that season of the fulfillment of the purpose of God for my life. Lord, whatever has held me back from tonight, I command deliverance in this place. Yes, every shackle, I command deliverance tonight. Every shackle, I command deliverance tonight. Oh yes, I command deliverance tonight. I command deliverance tonight. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I want us to open our mouth and pray and speak to the Lord. If you can pray in the Spirit, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. We're going to pray tonight. Lord, I want us to pray tonight. I don't know what is out of order in our lives. Do you know what God has said to you? And things are out of order. I want to begin to command order in the name of Jesus. I command order in the name of Jesus. I command peace in the name of Jesus. I command order in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been out of order, the lives of our children, whatever has been out of order, we command order in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, order return in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. In Jesus' precious name we pray. I don't think we understand that prayer very well. Let me tell us a testimony. In 2005, 2006, early 2006. No, 2005. The Lord showed me this. You know what I started to do? I picked up the word of God. I said, Whoever God has joined together, let no man put asunder. I don't understand what they were doing at the embassy. And I said, Lord, your word says, this is out of order. When a man is married to a woman, they must be together. Whatever has separated us, let the power of God break the barrier. And let the word of God be true in my life. I began to pray. And one day the Lord said, stop praying. I've answered it. And he did. The very week I heard, you know, my wife was saying, well, you know, they, they, they started saying something and then... I said, I understand that. I was jumping inside my spirit. I don't know what is going on in our lives tonight. I know many of us have testimonies. I remember the story of a brother and I shared with us here that when a vigil, he's a pastor of the church. You know what happened to him? A dizzy spell came upon him. Week after week. But he couldn't tell the members. How would you tell members that you're dizzy? He <laughs> couldn't stand behind the pulpit. When he's going, his leg, he's a young man, his leg are going. <laughs> he went to the hospital, they checked all the vitals. It was okay. 
They thought he was having some, uh, maybe malaria. Well, they gave him everything. It was okay. The doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you. They, they did all the scan. They said, you're fine. They said, go home. He came back home. He was still dizzy. Ah, he said, okay. Now I know what to do. He prayed and prayed. Nothing happened. One day, they were having a vigil at night. Because the system of his body was out of order. As they were lead, he was leading the vigil. He was sitting and leading. And then the Lord gave a word. The Egyptians that you have seen today, you shall see them no more forever. You know when he was giving the people the prayer point? He stood up himself and was praying. Oh God, the Egyptians that I've seen today. And then the vigil was over. He went to sleep. He woke up in the morning. He was just running around the house doing things. He has forgotten he was dizzy a day before. <laughs> Do you know it took a few days? And I said, excuse me. I'm no more dizzy. What happened? The word of the living God came into his system, restructured the system, put order back where there was disorder. We're going to pray tonight. Lord, everything that has been in disorder in my life, I command the power of God's word to return order in the name of Jesus. Order, order, order in the name of Jesus. Get a specific scripture. Say to the Lord, Order in the name of Jesus. Le barabako sekrabate galabradeke te gradobo sedea. We speak for order. Order in the name of Jesus. Le prados kete yadaba. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, tonight we thank you. We bless you because you are living and you are gracious. We thank you because you are merciful and you are kind. We thank you because you are the same today, yesterday and forever. We thank you because the testimonies that we have shared is to steer the heart and the faith of the people of God. That the God will serve. He's faithful to his word. Therefore tonight, we've communicated with you. We've already spoken by the Spirit. Where we needed a change. We received tonight the power of God over our lives. The power of God over our situation. The power of God over our destiny. The power of God over our family. The power of God over our children. The power of God over our destiny. The power of God over our future. We commanded the glory and the plan and the purpose of God will be accomplished in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray tonight that everyone in this place will have a change of attitude towards your word. Help us to develop a schedule for your word. Help us to know that before we pick up a breakfast every morning, your word must be taken as the first dosage every day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory tonight and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray.